0: what's wrong with you people
1: welcome to not another baptist podcast my name is matt hensley and i'm joined by kyle bierman and kyle i am back from seminary hill i was not there though for a preview day. And so if you are looking for a theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, then I think we would like to suggest Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and the best way for you to experience Swibits is to attend their fall preview day on October 21st. Preview days are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. Let me tell you that also includes some incredible, incredible coffee. During your visit, you'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, hear from President Adam W. Greenway, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Fall Preview Day is October 21st, so register today for free at swivets.edu forward slash preview. And Kyle, I got a big preview of the campus uh, when I was there, and I'll tell you why. I was in the Riley Center. In my first night in any hotel, it doesn't matter if it's a hotel I've stayed at before or whatever. My first night, I might I will always go to sleep, but I don't stay asleep. I usually wake up around eleven or twelve, and maybe one, and, and I just kind of toss and turn a little bit. It doesn't matter how comfy the bed is, how cold the room is, none of that. I never sleep. And that happened again, even though I've stayed in the Riley Center bunches of times. And uh, and so I woke up like for good at about two thirty. I'm like, I could get some stuff done. Uh, I'm tired. I couldn't really sleep. So I wasn't really, you know, productive in a sense, but I was awake. And so I put on my shoes and I went for a walk, a long walk, kind of like Forrest Gump, but walking. And I walked. I just started
0: walking. (laughs) And
1: I walked. And so each lap around Southwestern Seminary is roughly a mile. And I had done, I think it was seven laps. Uh, by the time I finally went in, and I thought maybe I could doze off for a little bit, and so I did, I, I was able to sleep a little longer that morning. Uh, but so I got a good preview of all the outside of the campus, and yeah. uh, it's beautiful at night, it's beautiful during the day. But right now, it's a million degrees, so I preferred to see it at night, and uh, because it was only like 85 degrees. <laughs> and so, yeah. anyway, we had a good time at Swippets. I was teaching strategic planning, and I uh, had two two guys that were in their church revitalization uh, perspective consultants, and uh, one from a church of about 2,500, one from a church of about 12. And uh, so kind of the span of the SBC, in a sense, and uh, both of them loving their their churches well, trying to lead well, and, and uh, we learned some similar uh, principles that will work for both of them as we think through strategic planning. We've talked about this on the show before, and uh, maybe we'll talk about some small wins, and short-terms and long-term goals soon. But we're not talking about any of that today. But before we dig into our topic, how was your vacation? Man, it was
0: fantastic. So uh, first of all, we went, and I think I shared a couple weeks ago, we went to a family reunion, uh, which is always an interesting thing. And ours, ours is not like at this point, most of the crazy uncles have passed away. All right. So like we don't really You're have there, crazy uncles. You You're know, that's there, true. Though. I guess I could I could become the crazy uncle. You I've could. never, I believe it or not, I've never actually thought about that. I have a life goal. Uh yeah, so it was good to see see family. And then Michelle and I went to Corpus Christi for a few days and got to spend some time on the beach. And Matt, you would have loved this. So I went to Whataburger Ballpark oh. and I got a Um, I have a, it it looks like the Whataburger symbol, but it's in the shape of Texas because that is the logo for the honey butter chicken biscuits when they, when the Corpus Christi hooks play is that. And, uh, so had a great time there, um, went and toured a, an aircraft carrier and we were on that sucker for five hours, Matt, a five hour tour. Was that a guided tour
1: or it took you five hours? No,
0: it was self, self, self guided tour. Um, and it's like, part of it was like. You're walking through the aircraft carrier. Part of it, they turned into a museum for like World War II and some different stuff. But really cool. They filmed part of the movie Pearl Harbor from back in 1999 on there. So that was kind of cool. Um, Then we went to the Texas State Aquarium where we touched jellyfish and we touched a shark. Uh, Now, it was like a two-foot shark, but still um, very, very cool experience. It was fun to get away to the beach. and then uh, spend a little bit of time down there and then come back. Uh, we missed, uh, I think we missed the big heat wave. So it was like 107 here while we were gone. So we missed that. Um, but uh, yeah, now we are back and we are in the middle of VBS. So we came off of vacation to vacation Bible school, which no. is not, ironically, does not feel much like a vacation no. at the
1: moment. <laughs> so, so a couple of things. First thing, the uh, last time I was in the ocean... I was not touched by an angel, but I was touched by a jellyfish. So that was fun. <laughs> and uh, and then the last time I was in one of those uh, old battleships, I, I think it was Galveston. Does that, Galveston has one, don't yeah, they? Yeah, Galveston. Uh, I, I believe they do. Yeah. So we're walking through and they had like the little, I guess they're still called barracks, but the bunks, wherever they would sleep, I think like three deep or three high uh, that they were in there, maybe even four. One of them was made up like they're supposed to, you know, sleep. And uh, and so forth. And so I laid down on it. And my wife made this comment. She's like, I wondered how many people slept right here. And it's like, I got up immediately. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) uh, So anyway, we, we, while you were doing that, had more of a kind of staycation here. Uh, We left the friendly confines of Farmersville and went to Grapevine, Texas and stayed at the Great Wolf Lodge. And uh, which uh, it was kind of funny because we were indoors swimming which I love the water. I hate the fact that for me to enjoy the water, I have to put on like an inch of sunscreen. And so to be able to be inside and in the water, swimming, all of that kind of stuff is really great for me. And also we never, like they had an outdoor area that the girls went to sometimes. I never went out there. And so I was indoors for three days when all of this big heat wave came. And so it's like 111 here or whatever. And they're talking about, you know, the rolling blackouts and all that kind of stuff. And I had no idea until, you know, like two or three in the afternoon, the heat of the day, we're taking all of our stuff to the car to leave. And I was like, what happened? Like, where did, did we move to like Tucson? No, it's humid. It couldn't be Tucson. So anyway, we had a good time though. Girls had a blast and, uh, we howled in the gift gift store, gift shop, and we're able to get some, uh, wolf ears, kind of like Mickey ears, but wolf. And I was informed I wore them backwards the entire time. So, uh, but we had had a good time. But again, we're not here to talk about that or short or long-term goals or any such thing. We're here to talk about your schedule. We've talked about time management before, but we want to talk about something within time management, if you will. And that is that stuff happens. And the best laid plans, you are going to work eight hours on your sermon on Monday and then do some administration and meeting on Tuesdays. And then you're going to make visits on Wednesday and then you're going to do follow up or planning. on All the things that you sketch out in in your schedule can immediately be derailed uh, when someone on drugs crashes right in front of your (laughs) church. Kyle, yeah. have you ever experienced yeah. something like that?
0: So, so it's funny you should say that, Matt. Huh. Um, yeah. So, so uh, we were recording this on Wednesday morning last night um, uh, during VBS Tuesday night, which for us is night three. So we started Sunday night. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I was in the fellowship hall and. Um, so I'm going preface this by saying, so our pastor uh, started sabbatical today, he started a six week sabbatical today. So I'm kind of playing that role for VBS more or less. Like I'm just kind of a floater going around and checking on things. So I was in the fellowship hall because that's where the food is. And somebody comes in and they said, Hey, did you see the wreck? Um, to which I said, no, what, what, what are you talking about? They said, yeah, there was a big wreck right out in front of the church. And and our church is on kind of two at the, at the intersection of two pretty busy streets here. And um, so incidents happen. So, for instance, since Thanksgiving, we've had a uh, we had a car crash into one of the plate glass windows in the church in a hit and run. Um, we had a car jump the curb and take out a tree and end up upside down in the middle of uh, the street. Uh two weeks ago we had a guy who just like threw a rock through the plate glass window or I'm sorry through about one that. of our doors.
1: Sorry about yeah. that, by the way.
0: <laughs> and the funny thing was on the video you can see that he throws the rock and then he just stands there and waits for the cops to show up and arrest him. Like he never he kind of he kind of like leaned in and peeked his head in, but he never he never walked in the building. And I mean, it's so and then last night this wreck. So um yeah, things things happen. Now last night nobody was really injured. Um uh, the, 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 individual was arrested because he had some very, very illegal drugs on him that, that he stashed behind a tree, uh, on the church property. Um, but there were like four guys who were outside at the point and saw him <laughs> throw stuff back there. And so they kind of took the cop off and said, Hey, um, you should probably go look behind that tree. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, that's not going to be an ongoing crisis, but, um, if you're in an area with any kind of homeless population or any kind of um, uh, um, you know transient population um, folks are going to wonder in needing help for something um, and especially if you are a smaller church where it's maybe you know the pastor and a secretary you you may not have somebody assigned to take care of that and so um, these disruptions happen um, and then of course every pastor knows, Death is no respecter of time, and so um, funerals are almost never at at a convenient time, Um, and those pop up from from uh, time to time. So you've got to account for those in your schedule. Um, Hospital visits, um, emergencies that come up, Um, you know, unplanned meetings. I mean, these crises just pop up from time to time, and you've got to allow margin. To deal with them, so Matt, let's talk about uh, share with me some the um, if if you're if you can share it in this format uh, the most disruptive uh, thing that you experienced in Mayhill like like uh, that kind of big one where it's like oh no like yeah. this came out of nowhere
1: yeah it, it's it's the one that I use as as an example a lot we we had uh, someone that had attempted uh, suicide. And mm. it was one that, in a sense, didn't affect the schedule a whole lot because it happened at night. And uh, so I had gone to bed. Rebecca woke me up because the phones were going off and, and we finally were able to to get in touch, find out what happened. But so I got dressed and, uh, and, and left and went to the hospital. And I was really there for, gosh, um, I guess until about six or seven in the morning, I went back up the mountain to have donuts with my daughters, and then I was back down. That was still technically my day off, and uh, so it threw a few things off. Normally on Monday, I would do a little bit of the legwork on my sermons and so forth. And uh, But but yeah, that was the one that disrupted everything, because the rest of the week, I was in sort of behind on sermon prep. And then, of course, there was a follow-up of dealing with all of that. You know, there was just a lot going on with it. And uh, meetings that we had to have and, and so forth, whether it was, you know, mental health stuff. And and because I kind of ended up being a caretaker of sorts uh, for for them in that situation uh, for a variety of reasons. And so that took a lot. and uh, And it derailed a lot of things that week. We had meetings that I had to move. We obviously sermon prep moved off a little bit. That sermon that Sunday was probably not the most well studied. Uh, sermons that I've ever preached, uh, but we got through it. And that's something like, you know, you you made a comment, and I know you you kind of unpacked a little later, that you need to account for it in your calendar. Uh, you, you can't put in your calendar, obviously, uh, that you're going to have a death on Monday, and you're going to have right. a hospital, uh, you know, somebody have a heart attack on Tuesday, somebody's going to commit this on Wednesday, and somebody's going to crash through your door on Thursday. The fact is, you never know. These are crises and so forth that happen uh, because you don't expect them and you right. don't expect them. You can't really plan for them, but in a sense, you can prepare for them and leave some margin in your schedule so that your schedule isn't just morning, noon, and night packed right. five days a week or even yeah. more uh, because then something's going to happen and deal it moves everything up. And uh, And so when I account for Crises in a schedule. It's usually in the sense that I'm going to leave a few hours of every day that's sort of a buffer, where I know that if I've got to take this call or somebody just shows up and needs this or that at the church, that I can hit the pause button for a little bit and pick this up a little later, or if it's going to take me out of the office, that I've still got some extra time that maybe I can use the next day uh, to catch up a little bit. And uh, because that, you know, the last thing you want to do as a as a pastor, right? You're you are a preacher and a very critically important part of your work is the preaching of the word and so you want to be studied up prepared all of that kind of stuff but if all you're focusing on is is the preaching and you're doing the 30 40 hours a week sermon prep all of that kind of thing and and say no to every crisis that pops up uh you're you're not going to be the pastor of your church yep. and uh and so they they do derail plans they do kill your product productivity all of that kind of stuff so I think what we're going to encourage today is to manage what you can control. Right? You know, have a plan, uh don't go into your week without a plan, have some things sketched out your to-do list that you know, hey, I need to get, you know, the outline for my sermon done and uh and then maybe a a tier above uh that where I want to also flesh out the manuscript. And uh, and so sometimes you can get into the pulpit if you normally use a manuscript and and have a expanded outline a little bit, maybe not the time to get the full manuscript, but you could still go into the pulpit, faithfully preach the word with that outline and so forth, and you're fine. It's uh, it's it's a long-term planning that maybe that's something that, hey, this week, I, I just don't have it because I've had this death, this thing, this, all of this stuff has popped up because at the end of the day, you're that church's pastor. You know, we're talking primarily to pastors here. Uh, you know, you're that church's pastor. And so that means that you kind of have to be there uh for when that person dies or or whatever now the small crises or the crises that are not necessarily where you need to be involved and drop everything to go to you know somebody's having just a regular ankle this or that or or whatever that a deacon can go to another staff member can go to that kind of deal delegate by all means when you can but be there for those crises uh, and also when somebody just crashes right in front of the church, be ready to or crashes into the church. Obviously, that's going to derail a lot of things. Uh, but but you need to week by week kind of get her done, take care of business, get all the things that you have to get done to follow up all of that. Have a good game plan. But you need to be nimble enough to be able to drop some of that to go and attend to the work. And uh, and so that's why I loved what Adam uh, Greenway said on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. I increasingly find that the most consequential ministry I may have in any one particular day bears little semblance to what was on my calendared agenda for that same day. What I may tend to view as a disruptive irritation may turn out to be a divine intervention. And, uh, and so we need to hold on to our calendar and our schedule and all of that kind of with a loose hand and, and let God kind of bring the things into our life that we do need to Attend to it. so have a plan, get things done, all of that, but be nimble enough to shepherd as you go as the needs arise. Kyle,
0: yeah, and, and I think a big part of that, you know, we we've done uh, obviously some several episodes talking about sermon prep, um, but if you have a plan ahead of time, if you're not, you know, just going from week to week figuring out what you're going to preach, um, I know you and I are both big fans of preaching uh, expositionally, so so preaching through books of the Bible primarily. But even if you do more topical series, line those out ahead of time so that if nothing else, when uh, Monday morning hits, you at least know the, top, the, the passage of Scripture that you're going to be on for that Sunday morning. And then on those weeks where you have a little bit more margin, um, go ahead and read ahead. And even if you can just get a basic outline of a passage, that will be a leg up. Um, for one of those weeks where the, the crises hit and, um, and, and there's just not as much margin because of funerals, because of other urgent matters that need to be taken care of. Um, and, and again, you know, if, if you're in a larger church and you have a full staff that can manage this, uh, that's a different world than if you are in a smaller church and when the car crashes into the church, you're the guy who gets the call or when the air conditioner goes out, you're the guy that is calling the uh, the HVAC repair, and you've got to be there when they um, when they come to repair it. So uh, think ahead uh, as as much as you can. You know, you can't plan for crises, but you can at least uh, plan for there to be crises. Right? I, I know there's going to be something at some point that disrupts. So I'm going to leave margin in here and. And try to just just handle your your time as wisely as you possibly can, um, in order to make account for those. So that when something breaks, something goes haywire, it doesn't. It, you know, you're not having to finish a sermon at ten fifteen on Sunday morning before walking into the
1: pulpit. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say one of the probably the best practices that that you can do. And strive for it. it. There's going to be times that this is better than others, uh, but strive for it. Don't get behind. Uh, you know, the moment, you know, maybe on, on Monday or Tuesday that you're just not really feeling it and, and you want to just kind of take it easy, that kind of deal. Like listen to your body, all of that kind of stuff. It gets some things done that are maybe more mindless that you can still knock off because you pushed your sermon back now at that point. And so then maybe you start working that later on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that kind of deal. Well, that's great if nothing happens yeah. but if something happens and you still have visitor follow-up and you still have emails to follow up and you still have this and your sermon prep and all of that kind of stuff you you still need to attend to that need and uh and then all of those things are going to be dropped at that point point. and so do what you can there's better weeks than others but do what you can to stay ahead of the game so that you're not constantly playing catch-up uh, so that when some of these things are happening that yeah i can i can take some time to handle this and uh, and not be too behind and uh, because it only makes you further behind and so you know manager what i think what's the quote or whatever manage your time or your time will manage you you know that idea uh that that your your week is going to get away from you if you don't have a plan and uh, sketch that out you know if it's a calendaring you know it certainly helps to have family time on your calendar so you can say hey i've got a meeting this time you know whatever it is uh do all of those things have a plan but stay ahead of the game don't just keep putting things off because then things are going to happen and then the things that you put off still have to get done and then that's when Saturday night specials are coming in on you just trying to get something down on paper to preach and uh, so so anyway any other thoughts?
0: No uh, other than um, if you're still listening to this podcast you should probably get off and do some sermon prep or something because there's a crisis coming
1: good idea absolutely <laughs> well, I'll send this out All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. And until next time, may
0: your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare.
1: What's wrong with you people?